You are listening to Critical Mass, coast-to-coast radio show, a national business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard exclusively live on internet radio station octalkradio.net, spanning the globe with our message of the power of peer learning. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show is brought to you through a partnership of Critical Mass for Business and Renaissance Executive Forums, business owners in selected markets across North America. Renaissance Executive Forums is an international organization committed to helping members take their businesses to the next level. If you'd like to learn more about Executive Forums, visit their website, www.executiveforums.org. UMS.com. This show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Commercial Bank of California, Smart Business Magazine, S&H Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for the show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. All right, let's turn our attention to our first guest, Kevin Corbett, Managing Partner of consult to hire Kevin, welcome to the radio show. Thank you, Rick. hope you're doing good today. We are doing well. Thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your professional background. What, what were you doing before you ascended to this position as Managing Partner with consult to hire well, I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area, pretty much Alexandria, and um, started my career out renovating buildings and building restaurants such as Subway Sandwich Shops in the Washington, D.C. area, and uh, moved to Richmond about 15 years ago, and I was building uh, properties down here, and the dot-com era came up, and I kind of decided it was a lot easier putting a bunch of developers in a room and getting them to work together than it was to building large buildings, so... Uh, that's kind of how I got into this industry. Interesting. I'd like to thank Joe Carey, who is our Renaissance Executive Forums business leader in the Richmond area, for suggesting you to be a guest on our radio show. I'd like you to tell our firm, our firm, yeah, our, our audience, a little bit about Consult to Hire. What is it your firm does, and why are you differentiated? I mean, what what do clients do business with you and your firm, Kevin? Well, I think the main reason they work with Consult to Hire is because pretty much as far as uh, I always look at it as the main customer that I have is the person who's looking for the job. So I really try and get out there and get to know the people, understand what they're looking for in their careers as far as what their next steps are. A lot of people have been in the business for a long time and, you know, either working in roles as project management or, or uh, software development. And so... I work with them and try and make the next step that they're going to make the right one, kind of working with them and just kind of uh, finding out what they want to do. And, and in doing that, I've kind of built my business model around placing people with different companies, and they always call me when they're looking for people because they know that uh, they're most likely looking for somebody kind of like themselves. Well, it's interesting because I know you work with middle market companies, and our audience is comprised of CEOs and business executives running and working in companies with generally two to $100 million in annual revenue across North America. So I know that you help them to develop strategic staffing partnerships and and understand how to find technical talent. Can you give us a sense uh, and maybe talk to our audience of middle market CEOs? What's the climate like today when they're trying to fill technical staffing positions within their firm? Well, it's 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 changed drastically. You know, I think it's kind of turned into a you know a free agent type of society with the talent that most uh, CTOs or CEOs are looking for to run their technology within their organizations. And um, the reason I say that is, is just that you know, as far as when people get into a point of their career, it seems like a lot of people are hanging up their shingles and working in ten ninety nine and things like that. And so what people that come to me. What they're looking for is they're looking to bring talented people back into their organization and really, you know, the people that have been in the industry a long time and know how to to get the job done and to build the right teams to make it so that the business lines are actually able to do what they want to do. Do do you find that high-performing technical talent prefers to be kind of a free agent now versus uh, working embedded in a company and having a career path within a middle market company. W- what's that dynamic like from the from the individual's perspective? 
Well, from the individual's perspective, I think they're pretty much, you know, they want to get into an organization where they can really learn, where they can actually grow. You know, most of these people are professionals. You know, they have computer science degrees, and they really want to grow within the technology and, uh, you know, don't want to be stagnant and just maintain applications. They want to move towards the newer technologies that are out there and move companies towards the newer technologies. So a lot of them kind of leave the companies they're with because they're really, they don't have the sizzle anymore that they mm-hmm. had when they originally joined the companies, and they're really looking for something else. And working in the consulting area, you're able to work with the best technologies and move towards, uh, you know, growing yourself in that way. So I think with, what we do is a lot different than most staffing companies where people, hiring managers, come to us and they really know that we understand the talent, we understand the people, we understand what it is that they're trying to accomplish as a uh, as an employer and moving their technology towards the newer technologies that are out there and moving so fast that it's hard to find people that can actually give them the leadership that they need to, you know, to keep up with the technology. But I think that really the answer to your question is people really want to find a home. People really want to work with a company, and people really want to uh, be in a place and stay there for a long time. It's just that, unfortunately, it's just the way that the uh, technology climate has changed the last number of years and so people have been forced to make the changes but i think that we're moving in a direction where a lot of new innovative companies are really putting great groups of people together and and building good teams and you know finding the right people and that's kind of what we help them to do we're speaking with kevin corbett he is managing partner at consult to hire what is your service area you're in the greater richmond area how how regional are you national we work on a national basis. On a national basis, uh, okay. Uh, we have a lot of top ten banks and financial services industry companies that we work with placing people to, at, and plus some of the smaller startups, some of the um, also some of the companies that are servicing you know federal government contracts. You know, we're out here in Southern California, and um, in addition to being the host of Critical Mass Radio Show and a Critical Mass Radio Show series, I am, like Joe Carey of Renaissance Executive Forums, uh, leader here in Southern California. And my technology companies, they didn't ever see the recession affecting the talent pool. In other words, there was always high demand for their technical talent and great competition for the talent. And the jobs were plentiful, let's say that. And the and the candidates were scarce. In your experience, having just come out of the Great Recession, uh, when you were working with clients back in nine, ten, eleven, you know the tough tougher years, did you find that to be the case as well? That there was still many job openings and great demand for technical people with the with kind of current and up to date talent. Well, I think I did. Uh, I, everybody pretty much stayed. Because of the recession, everybody stayed where they were. <laughs> so it was really a little harder to find the talent because people just didn't know what was going to happen with right. the recession as yeah. far as moving on. Who wants to be the newest um, I think hire, the right? the talent was still there. But I think we were very fortunate because we had placed a bunch of people before the recession and a bunch of quality consultants, and they just kept them <laughs> through the recession. So we, we really weren't affected a great deal by the recession. All right. But I do think the talent's there. I think that we're, you know, the younger talent we're not seeing as much as we did, you know, 10 years ago as far as people coming out with computer science degrees like they were. Really? Well, that's not good because we should be turning out more people with computer science degrees, I would think. We need more and more of them. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Coast Coast Radio Show. Kevin Corbett, Managing Partner of Consult to Hire, will be back with us in the second segment. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We have more questions for Kevin. And we also will be talking later in the show to Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey, co-founders of Barefoot Winery. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com. 
or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's succession-strategies.com. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Hey, did you know that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me, and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's my cell, 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, Kevin Corbett, Managing Partner at Consult to Hire, is our guest in this segment. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 16,000 shows during the last 30 days. And we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, hundreds of past guest websites, and various other business-oriented podcasting services. Kevin, let's talk a little bit about the culture of the companies that you help to work with. How important is it for you to understand and then integrate into the company's culture that you're helping to find technical talent? Well, I think that's a great question. You know, um, one thing I learned a long time ago is, is whenever I would bring a candidate in and I would talk to them and I thought they were good enough to get a some type of technical uh, interview going with one of the people that were on my staff or working working for me, you know, they'd go through the technical interview and they would talk to him and they'd say, hey, the guy's great, he knows exactly, or gal's great, knows exactly what they're talking about. The last question I'd always ask is, would you sit next to them for 40 hours a week? And if they said no, I just would not submit them, you know. Right. I mean, and that's really that's that's really the key point, I think, when anybody within a management of any large enterprise-level projects is looking for. They're looking for a group of people that can really work together. And I think that we're finding that a lot with uh, with agile methodologies and the way that, the, you know, the total SDLC has kind of changed the way that uh, – uh, companies are really approaching the methodologies that they're using as far as implementation of projects from, you know, from what it was even five years ago. You know, I think that really the the biggest thing is is companies are looking for people that can, you know, that can stand up, they can tell exactly what it is that they're doing and see pitfalls before they happen so they're not wasting a lot of time. And they want a good group of people that can communicate well with each other. So what I try and do is just try and find people that are very similar to the people I've put in there in the past and, you know, try and add some type of synergy to the environment that they're working in that, so they can be very successful in what it is that they're doing, what they're building, what they're implementing. Uh, I think it's, you know, it, if you can put a good team together, you don't need as many people, and that's really what management oh. wants. They just want a gr- good group of people that can get the job done. It's a very collaborative effort, isn't it, for some of the mm. the technical te- uh, solutions that they're working on and the teams that they're put on. So uh, sometimes I think collaboration is misunderstood when you're bringing in technical consultants or hiring for technical talent. You're looking at their their skill level, maybe not their interpersonal skill level as well. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, it's the way everything is moving, everything's changing and moving towards the cloud. You know, we're, right. we're really, you know, the systems integration work that we were doing a number of years ago is totally different than what we're doing today, you know. So we really need to be able to communicate, to understand what's going on. Um, a lot of times it's not only just who you have in-house and doing the uh, the technical development, it's also your vendors and, you know, being able to have your people communicate well with them also so that you're not losing time and money. We're talking with Kevin Corbett. He's managing partner at Consult to Hire. He was brought to our attention by our business partner in Richmond, Joe Carey, and I'd like to thank Joe Carey of Renaissance Executive Forums for nominating Kevin to be on our program today. Can you talk to us a little bit about the specific type of solutions that Consult to Hire offers to your clients? Well, a lot of the solutions that we offer are, you know, technology-based as far as software development, Java development, uh, Java, you know, Java portal development, .NET, mobile applications, a lot of data architecture. Uh, we also place a lot of project managers and business analysts and agile coaches. What's an agile uh, coach? I'm sorry, that's a, uh, up to well, that point I was with you there. I, you went off on a turn <laughs> that I didn't. I don't understand. Can you qualify that for well, me? Well, with the agile methodology, the agile coach is, is usually the person that orchestrates everything that's being done within the, the given project. They're the person that... Uh, that handles all the necessary particulars and, and is in charge of, of uh, doing the stand-ups and getting everybody, um, you know, getting everybody on board about what is happening with any given life cycle of a project. Mm. So they're kind of like a pro- – a lot of companies are moving away from basic project management, and they're moving more towards agile coaching. Excellent. Well, there's a new topic that we're going to have to explore in a future episode of Critical Mass Radio Show Series and uh, help our middle market CEOs to, who may not be familiar with that uh, discipline to get more grounded in it. You know, I like to ask our guests – periodically on the radio show of all the things that you've learned and i'm talking with kevin corbett uh in your business career have you developed or do you have kind of an overarching philosophy for how you're leading and growing consult to hire here on critical mass radio shows we call it your guiding principle kevin could you share that with our audience today well i think the the, my guiding principle is definitely just being able to communicate with people Really letting people understand what the given situation is and finding out if they're a good fit or not. Telling them the truth. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, I think that if you if you pretty much stick by telling people the truth, not leading them on, not not bringing people on board and letting uh, putting them out there in the field as consultants and and uh, not being able to give them an answer when they pick up the phone and have a need to call you. You know, I really think that that's one of the main things that I do uh, with all my consultants. It's very important. Um, I think the other thing is, is that you know, they're looking for you to mentor them. They're looking for you to have your ears on the track and tell them what it is that they should be doing to grow their careers. Um, and that's that's a little different, I think, than what we're looking at today with a lot of staffing companies where you have a lot of young recruiters come in that really don't understand the technology or the processes or what it is that the the hiring manager is trying to accomplish. But as long as you understand what it is that you want these people to do and you can put them in the position to be successful, I think that they appreciate it and they'll work with you. And so really my guiding principle is just telling people the truth, laying laying out exactly what it is that they should be expecting uh, with any given contract or contract to hire that they get involved with. I'm talking with Kevin Corbett, and he's managing partner at Consult to Hire. Uh, what do you see the future holding for your firm? Where, where do you plan, or what is your? If you have a growth strategy, it's okay. If you if you don't have a growth strategy, if you've built it to the size you want it to be at, I think that's great too. I think sometimes too many middle market CEOs chase growth uh, almost as an absolute requirement, and I don't know that it's always in their best interest long term. But tell me a little bit about where you see the firm going in the future. I think that Consult to Hire is going to grow because I think that people are going to want to get involved with Consult to Hire. Um, I've kind of had a vision as far as with hiring managers uh, that are kind of at the end of their rope or retiring from some of the large companies that they've been working with that want to start up a company of their own as far as doing staffing, getting involved in and working within the environments that they've worked within. It doesn't necessarily have to be technology. It could be, you know, it could be uh, legal, it could be uh, medical, it could be many different things. But as far as putting people out there with the companies that they've worked with in the past on a, on a contract to hire basis, I think that a lot of people 
would be very interested in working with Consult to Hire and kind of growing their own book of business and shingle and having their own little group in their own regions across the United States. That's where I see us growing. If someone would like to learn more about you and your firm, how do they find you online? What's your website? Consulttohire.com. Consult number two, H-I-R-E.com. Oh, that's pretty straightforward. It, or just email me at info at consulttohire.com. Well, Kevin, I've enjoyed the time with you on the radio program. Thanks again to Joe Carey from Richmond, Renaissance Executive Forums, for bringing you and your firm to our attention. Nothing but continued success. Thanks for being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass radio show community. Thank you, Rick. All right, have a good day. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be moving on to our second guests. Actually, our second and third guests, they're going to be in the next two segments. Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey are here in the studio. They are co-founders of Barefoot Winery. We're going to be talking about their history, their brand, and more in just a few minutes. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Critical Mass Radio Show. what it would feel like to lose everything your job your home your family your dignity this has happened to thousands of the men women veterans and young adults we serve at working wardrobes what do we do to help we provide career development services life skills workshops job skills training we provide the perfect interview outfit and we get clients placed in jobs call working wardrobes 714-210-2460 donate volunteer invest hire If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information.
And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. As promised, I have two guests here in the studio, Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey. And we're going to be talking about their latest incarnation of their career, speakers, authors, consultants, building on the great success that they had with Barefoot Winery. But before we get there, I'd just like to say that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. Our exclusive prospect engagement program, which is unique, delivers up to 23 warm prospects to each of our advertisers throughout the year. If you'd like to learn more about these programs, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. 951-515-4661. Bonnie, Michael, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Rick. We're happy to be here. Yeah, great to be here, Rick. Uh, I've been so excited um, since Dean Salt told me that you guys were going to be in Southern California and there might be an opportunity to have you both on the radio show. Uh, I, I just think it's great. We have a good working relationship with Cal, Cal State Long Beach and their business school, business administration. So it's a pleasure to have you both in our studio today. Excellent. Fun to be here. All right. Let, tell me, let's start basically, and I, I want to start kind of in reverse order. Tell us what you're doing, and, and, and Michael, I'm going to ask you to go first, and Bonnie, add to it. What, what is your role in the business world today? What, what are you out doing, and how are you sharing the gifts and the successes that you've had? Well, we just wrote a New York Times bestseller called The Barefoot Spirit, How Hardship, Hustle, and Heart Built America's Number One Wine Brand. And it's a story. It's a business adventure story. And it's about this couple. They basically get their butts kicked a lot, okay? And they learn lessons. And the lessons they learn, we call guiding principles. We call them the GPS, Guiding Principles for Success. So today we're out trying to help businesses, and we're trying to help startups and aspiring entrepreneurs and students of entrepreneurship to learn and use those guiding principles that's interesting bonnie i know you guys kind of broke the mold when you created the brand barefoot winery and you really brought some ideas into the industry that weren't there before like have fun don't take yourself too seriously so so share a little bit from your perspective your role in the universe today how you're helping businesses and entrepreneurs well the fact is that the reason we were so innovative was because we started off with no knowledge of the industry so we had to figure it all out so we created something that was totally different we also started without any money which is a pretty interesting way to start so obviously we learned a lot in the 20 years that we were building up barefoot wines and uh, we were very successful so Because we learn so much and because we see young people that are struggling starting their own businesses, we really wanted to share that information with them. So we've been talking to universities that are teaching entrepreneurship in their classrooms and in their auditoriums. We have clients that are starting businesses. And we also write weekly blogs about businesses on two sites. So we're we're very active in sharing the information that we learned so much the hard way. So other people don't have to. Right. So w- when you started, keep me honest on the stories, but it's my understanding that the even the concept of the name and the label was sort of not heresy, but not met with much uh, acceptance within the wine industry. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's really <laughs> fair. In fact, it's more than fair. Uh, we were a pariah at first. They, they thought, well, you guys are trying to cheapen wine. You know, you're, you're taking the mystery out of wine. You know, we have a friend who says where there's mystery, there's margin. Okay. So they thought that somehow we were going to demystify wine. What they didn't realize is we were going after the beer drinkers that outnumbered the wine drinkers eight to one. And we were actually expanding the size wow. of the wine aficionado envelope. So 10 years later, these detractors called us up and said, you know, we got a tasting room down here filled with people buying our $90 bottles of wine. They all started on barefoot. I said, do tell. <laughs> do, do, do you think true innovation has to come from people who, like yourselves, don't accept the conventions of the industry, sort of want to do it the way that you organically think is right, regardless of what the others might feel or say? Uh, Yes, we certainly do. I I think that uh, starting with no knowledge of an industry forces you to ask questions, to look around, and to actually move out of the box. So you you see that it's much larger than the small industry that you're within, and you're all-inclusive, and you're looking at it with fresh eyes, where if we had started with any knowledge of the industry or a history or a family that had been in the industry, Barefoot really wouldn't be here today, and it's the number one wine brand in the nation. 
Nation. So I'm talking with Bonnie Harvey and Michael Houlihan. We're talking about their their latest venture, which is being speakers and authors and consultants and kind of inspirational people for entrepreneurs, business owners, and kind of giving back a bit to the world community because entrepreneurship is so important, not just here in California, but across the country and around the world, right? Entrepreneurs solve problems, don't they? So so there was method to your madness then. Is that what you're saying, Michael, that you knew there was a larger demographic that could be attracted to wine drinking if you made it more approachable? Is that what I heard you say? Absolutely. We were in that demographic. I mean... (laughs) And Bonnie and I got into the wine industry, you know, we we didn't... Beer drinkers! We we didn't like wine, and uh, for good reason, you know. That's crazy. Bonnie Bonnie couldn't speak French, so she... I couldn't pronounce the words on the label. It's intimidating, isn't it? It was. Yes. It's almost embarrassing to order it, because you don't know what you're saying. Exactly. And they make you feel like you don't know what you're saying. And and I figured there was other people out there that were like me. Absolutely. And uh, Barefoot was designed for those people, so they could have the pleasure of learning about wines in a very friendly atmosphere. But the quality of the product in the bottle was outstanding. Absolutely. Correct? Absolutely. Award-winning. Award-winning. So you could prove to the industry that you could actually have fun and still make a great product. Absolutely. Uh, it was just getting through the industry, getting through the middle people, getting through the Wine Institute and everybody else who was threatened by what we were doing. It took them years to figure it out. And it took us years to prove to them that they could have fun with wine and make money. I mean, we actually gave permission to all these wine brands you see today with all these crazy labels. Right. You know, you got you got roadkill labels out That's there. You the got animals. bakery goods. Cupcake. You got you got all right. these different kinds of labels. What gave them permission? So somebody had to do it. Barefoot first. gave them permission. Right. And and do I have this correct, Bonnie? That we actually have the foot from ah. the label in our studio. Right here at the end of my leg. I'm looking at it, ladies and gentlemen. It's too bad we don't have our YouTube camera here today, so you could see it as well. It's uh, marvelous. So you finally got fed up, and if I understand correctly, you got an ink pad and you took an imprint of your foot. Is that a, is that a true story? Oh, yes. so, can you yes. tell me that story? Tell All of our stories are true. Okay. Well, I, um, I was trying to get a label designed with a long, thin uh, foot on it with a high arch, and my artist said, well, give me a picture of it, and I can draw it. I said, well, oh, where am I going to find a long, thin foot with a high arch? <laughs> then it occurred really? to me that serious? I did have one it's right at the here on of the my end. Life. Exactly. So I sent Michael out to get the biggest ink pad he could find. I put my foot in it and uh, sent it off to the artist, and that's how my foot ended up on the label of the fastest-selling wine in the nation. <laughs> well, that's a great story. <laughs> Do you bring this, you must bring this spirit of playfulness to your work that you're doing as consultants and speakers when you travel the country around the world to help entrepreneurs realize? Because cause some entrepreneurs get very, uh, are very type A, right? Oh, yeah. Are very focused, driven, and they're, they're almost taught many times you have to eat, sleep, and drink the business. You, you know, you, everything must be that. It sounds like to me, you guys' message is a little bit more balanced i mean i know you're serious about business but you also bring sort of a a playfulness to your approach we think it's required to have a sense of humor and to have a good time in whatever you're doing we think that it allows for more success because what is success in life if you're not having a good time right yeah we like to tell our clients you know make a game out of it you know it's like so you get told no well, how many times do you think you're going to get told no? We kept track in our business. We found out the average number of no's was seven. Really? Before we got to a yes. Before we got to a yes. Wow. And so people were complaining, you know, that they got no two, three times. We just sent them right back out in the field. We say, <laughs> you're no anywhere near the average. Right. But if they were at 15, we told them, hey, you're right there. So, so when you started and you brought Barefoot Wines into the marketplace, did you expect this to be the end game, how it ended? Or did you expect to create a lifestyle business or to play with this for a while and see where? Did you have expectations for where it was going to scale? Or, or what in the early days, what, were, what was your expectation for what you were doing? We thought that the label would be extremely successful. But we didn't think we would be the ones to bring it to that success. We thought we would bring it up, catch the attention of a big boy that had a big distributor a big winery, vineyards, etc., and that that uh, acquirer would take it to the next step. But, yes, we always thought it would be extremely successful. Okay. And, and in some ways, with the relationship with Gallo, right? I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. you did end up with an endgame in, in that way, but uh, were you able to make more of an impression on the market than you had expected before that happened? It sounds like you did. We absolutely did. In the first place, we thought the end game would be two, three years down the road. Well, actually, it took 20. So it's... 
It was a get rich slow scheme. <laughs> oh, well, at least, it's, at least it's get rich sometime, which is exactly I think, a major driver between a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Sure. They want to make a contribution, they see a problem, and, and they they would like to have that wealth returned to them in some way. So, so let's let's role play for a minute, and let's say that we have our audience are entrepreneurs and business owners, so they're listening to you. Is there? Is there one lesson? If you were giving a talk today, would there be a keynote message that you would want to deliver? And if so, could you kind of summarize that for us here in, in the message today on the radio show? Yes, it, it is start small. Start small because when you're new, you're going to be making a lot of mistakes. You want to make your mistakes in an area where you can get around and make up for any errors that there were. And so you can improve upon your own company, your policies, your procedures. You can rewrite your contracts and, and understand what kind of communication that you need. So uh, make sure that you've got your act together before you take it on the road. Okay. Michael, do you want to add anything to that? Well, I'd just like to say that you should ask yourself why you're in business in the first place. You know, there's only three reasons to be in business. Either you can't get a job, in which case you create your own job, and right. then you give up a, an 8 to 5 for a 5 to 8, and you're your own worst boss. Right. Or you think you're going to create a legacy because you think your kids are going to take care of you in your old age. Well, good luck with that. And then the third reason is really to build an equity, and you build an equity in your brand, the brand of your business, the brand of your product. And you only do that because you know that some Someday you're going to transact the value of that brand, either through acquisition or through merger or some kind of a public offering. If that's what you're doing, and that's what we did, well, then you have to reinvest every dime into growth mm. until you get to that critical mass, if you will, right. where you become an acquisition target. Excellent. You know, I, I, I want to kind of come back to what you were saying, Bonnie, because it's my experience, too, that in those early days of being an entrepreneur, sometimes, I know in my case, too, there was money that I spent early on that I thought was a good idea, that if I had that money now, boy, I think I'd get a better ROI on it, right? You you can't undo that. So be careful in the beginning with the money that you spent. I, that's one of the, because sometimes entrepreneurs, they see this nest egg that they have to put into business, yeah, and they almost rush to spend oh, it, yeah. and I think that can be very detrimental long-term to the business. Do you guys agree? Oh, oh absolutely. A big part of of the reason for our success was that we didn't have any money to start with. We didn't have any money to throw at a problem. We had to be creative. We had to be innovative because we didn't have any choice. Wow. This is a great, what a great story. I'm so excited that you guys are here. Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey, co-founders of Barefoot Winery, who are now out as speakers, consultants, authors of best-selling books. We're going to come back for another few minutes, 10-minute segment with these two fine people. But first, we're going to take a short commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. We'll be back in a few minutes. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. 
when you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit axpgold.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at axpgold.com. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, Bonnie Harvey, and Michael Houlihan are our guests. And before we get back to talking with them about their experiences as entrepreneurs, I just wanted to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download the radio show as a podcast. Over the last 30 days, you've downloaded over 16,000 shows, and we appreciate your growing and continued support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, hundreds of business websites where past guests have posted their show, their interview, as well as various business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Bonnie and Michael, uh, you know, uh, during the break we were talking about one of your main missions and passion, and that's to make the world a better place through wine. So could you both kind of share a little bit about that mission and passion and sort of the impact that it's having? Well, first of all, as far as having a mission or a passion, wine was never our passion, um, it was an opportunity that came to us, and we followed it passionately. So what was our passion? Our passion was nature. Our passion was clean beaches. And we used those passions in our wine industry to get the word out about our product. And we did that through what we called worthy cause marketing. We would support local fundraisers. We would support nonprofits with our product in areas where our passion was. And that worked out very well for us. We had no paid advertising, and we grew our brand to 600,000 cases a year by supporting nonprofits. And their membership then had a social reason to buy our product. So it seemed to have been a good uh, a good decision. All right. Michael, would you like to add to that? Well, I'd just like to say that uh, I went to school down here at uh, Cal State Long Beach, and uh, before that I went to school in Santa Barbara. So I was in love with the Southern California coast. I'm a Northern California guy. Okay. But I didn't like the pollution, and I didn't like what was happening to the ocean. And so when we find out, found out what Surfriders was up to, we decided to really partner with this nonprofit organization. And we took their message and put little messages on our bottles about what they were trying to do to clean up the oceans. Mm. And instead of saying $2 off with your cheese, we said, here, give us $6 for this bottle of wine and also give Surfrider $10, hang $10 for clean water. Nice. So it's a whole different approach to marketing. Right. And we're talking about, if I could, we'll take a little bit of history lesson. 1986, that, that's a seminal year where you, where you both started with Barefoot Wine. Is that yeah. correct? Yes, it is. So, so this idea of cause marketing and looking and, and finding oh. charities, that today it's it's much more common, right? It's, it's much yeah. more accepted and understood yeah. when you started to do it, it you were you must have been sort of like a duck out of water a little bit i would think there weren't it, well there wasn't anybody it. to follow in right. that direction not that we were particularly followers in the first place but uh it's something that we discovered that worked and we called it worthy cause marketing um there wasn't a word for it that i was aware of at the time so we had to come up with something new so we came up with this idea that if there was a cause that was worthy of our interest and our products, because we would donate the products, and even the labor of our own people, because we would donate our people to go help them set up and tear down for their fundraisers and whatnot, and basically become part of their organization, take their message and put it on their bottles and stuff, mm-hmm. it, that it would be a cause that Bonnie and I were passionate about. So this is how we jumped on an opportunity passionately. Well, and so that's a lesson that any entrepreneur could learn from, right? Absolutely. You don't have to give up your principles. Right. And through the good graces of doing good work, other organizations help your brand then, right? I mean, it's a collaborative idea, right? It's it's mutually exactly. reinforcing, it sounds like. Yes, you, you find your strategic partners. You find someone who benefits when you benefit. You find what you can do for them. For instance, we were able to get their message into the marketplace. These nonprofits right. don't have that ability, but we did. Right. And in return, we were able to reach out to their members. Right. And they become loyal clients of yours. I mean, it, it, it's not artificial. 
right? No. It's genuine. Like you said, yes. it had to be causes that you two believed in. Oh, yeah. It wasn't something that was an opportunistic way to get your wine in front of a no, upscale no. clientele or something. No. It was actually from the heart. Yeah. Everybody wins. It's hard to fake passion. <laughs> and at what point did you realize that what you were doing was having a positive effect on the wine industry? Not a, not a, not when we were. When did you start to see that people were starting to come around to be open to the kind of things that you were doing and maybe be more approachable as an industry? Was there a tipping point, a when, moment? When we were doing tastings, more and more people were coming up to us and saying, I love your label. This is the first wine I tried, or this is the only wine that I drink. And we would ask them why. Right. And they would say, well, the other wines seem so stuffy, and yours seems friendly. And um, I know from experience, because... I couldn't pronounce the French words on the other labels. Part of it is the name, barefoot, and it's easy to pronounce, and part of it is a big foot on the label. It's easy to remember. So you're, you're, you've got to put yourself in the other guy's shoes to understand what it is that they need, what they're looking for, and how you can support what their needs are, how you can best communicate with them in a way that they're going to understand. And uh, the label that we designed did that. That would begin to tell me, if I were you, that your goal of expanding the market to non-wine drinkers was having legs. Yes, you could say that. Yeah, it had legs, absolutely. Right. In fact, what we like to tell uh, students and clients uh, today is that you have to kind of like design your own market. You know, it's like how you look at the market. Cut it your own way. So what we did is we called it personal house wine. There was no such term okay. in those days as personal house wine. But what we meant by that was this is the wine that when I open your fridge, I see it there. Every time I go to your house, mm. I see it. Okay. okay. This is the wine you buy and for your everyday wine. It's your Tuesday night wine. And so with that attitude, we actually dominated the personal house wine sector because we created <laughs> the sector. <laughs> what a great idea. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be number one in our sector. That's it. Create your own sector. Wow. This is, I wish we had more time together. I'm so grateful that you were making time in your busy schedule while you're on your tour here in time in Southern California. So let, let me ask you a about your guiding principle. We started out the show with your term GPS, which coincides with what I asked my guests. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't let you two out of the studio without asking you to share a little bit about your own continuing and evolving guiding principle. And Michael, would you start? Well, I would say that, you know, we're barefoot, uh, but we do wear shoes once in a while, and the shoes we wear are the other guys. So it's like your grandmother used to say, you know, the golden rule. Right. Your mother said, put yourself in the other guy's shoes. And today what we say is, how would you like it? Well, how would you like it if you worked for yourself? How would you like it if you bought product from yourself? How would you like it if you sold product to yourself? How would you like it if you were trying to sell something to yourself? So those are the relationships where you really have to put yourself in the other guy's shoes to be successful, to build relationships, and, and to have the kind of sustainability that you need in the long run to succeed in business. Excellent. Bonnie, would you like to add anything to that? Not required. We only have about two minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Bonnie Harvey and Michael Houlihan, they were co-founders of Barefoot Winery, and now they are consultants, speakers, authors of, best, of a best-selling book. Now, you, ha you brought, with me, brought with you a copy of The Barefoot Spirit, and tell me a little bit about this book. The Barefoot Spirit is it's a, a New York Times best-selling business book, but it is not written in a prescriptive style. It's not the three things you got to know, the five things to never do, and the 28 <laughs> things your customer wants from you. Yeah, I, okay, I most people, yeah, they fall asleep. So this is a business adventure story that you can follow, and it's a series of small stories, little snippets from our lives building the Barefoot brand, where we have misconceptions about reality, and then we get the big cold bucket of water, you know? And... Um, you get to draw your own conclusions about what we learned. And it's, it's how we take these lumps and a kind of a stoic and a humorous approach to learning things in the entrepreneurial world where a brick drops out of the sky every day and hits you right on the head. Isn't that the truth? And you say, oh, my God, I didn't even know I needed this license. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. I, didn't, I don't know what I don't know. There's a lot of that as an entrepreneur, isn't there, Bonnie? You don't know what you don't know. Not until you jump in and start swimming with the sharks, and right. then you figure it out, how to stay alive. Yeah, I, I, that's what I tell entrepreneurs as well. You, there are certain things you can't learn until you do. 
Mm-hmm. You can think about it in the boardroom, or in, you can whiteboard it all you want, but until you get in the game, there's just things you're not going to learn. So get in the game. You know, Think about it. Have a plan. But start doing something because you'll mm-hmm. learn so much more, so much more quickly. Sure. Absolutely true. So where are you off to next? Uh, well, we're actually going to go up to... Um Santa Monica, okay. and we're going to be on a radio show up there called uh, Business Rockstars. Oh, yes. Okay, with yeah. Ken uh, Rokowski. Great. And then on Saturday, we're going to be the keynote speakers at his uh, Metal International Group. Wow. So it's 100 business leaders from, uh, from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, and then we go home for two or three weeks, and then we're off to Trondheim, Norway, and Ireland, really? and uh, and uh, New Jersey, and then we're back down here to Marina del Rey. So we are skipping around the globe pretty good. So did you ever imagine, honestly, 1986, 87, 88, all those early years, that this would be where you were in 2014? Could you even imagine it? No. I couldn't say that we imagined it in the least, but we did imagine that the product that we had would be extremely successful, and we didn't really think beyond that. Um, of course, it did take a lot longer than we thought, but and it's it's so successful now that people will listen to what it is that we have to offer, and exactly. that's really uh, what gives us a big thrill today is sharing what we learned. Right, and it must be so... I don't know, rewarding to walk through a, a restaurant or walk through a, a Vons or a Pavilions or any place and see your brand so prominently on yes. sale and on display. Bonnie likes to see your footprint all over the world. <laughs> I, I can't blame you. I think this has been, thank you for the gift of your book. You're I welcome, am really Rick. looking forward to spending time with it. Thank you for the gift of your time to be in the studio today. It's our pleasure. Thank you. I want to thank Cal State Long Beach for making you available to us. I really value the partnership that we have with their business school and the entire college. And I just want to wish you both, not to need my wishes, but continued success and good works that you're helping entrepreneurs around the world. Very nice. Thank you very much, Rick. Thanks for being a friend of the Critical Mass Radio Show and a part of our community. Our pleasure. All right. Uh, that was Bonnie Harvey and Michael Houlihan, co-founders of Barefoot Winery, who are now published authors, best-selling authors. The Barefoot Spirit is available. I take it on Amazon.com and uh, anywhere you want to find it. Just Google it, and you'll be able to buy your own copy, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank our engineer for today, Paul Roberts. Did an outstanding job, and the entire crew that works on the Critical Mass Radio Show. Of course, our sponsors, Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, Commercial Bank of California, California, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. Uh, this is Rick Franzi saying until the next time we have a chance to be together, here's hoping that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show, business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 